Okay, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I think this podcast is really picking up some steam. I know I've said that in the past, but, you know, that was just purely speculation. But, fuck. A lot of fans here in Tulsa are loving it. So, shout out the fans here in Tulsa. Uh, Shout out Nicole. Works for the team. She's been pumping the pod. Um, I've been getting a lot of listeners, like, way more than lately uh, or than before. Like, like this is my first push. We're freaking 24 episodes in to heal these hot takes. Is this 24 or 23? Fuck. 24. To episode 24 of Heal These Hot Takes. I just had to look on Spotify on my phone. Um, yeah, this is fun. This is fun. And you know, it's all coming a lot easier. I, I just have to like draw out a huge script and like go through it and like practice it. And that, that was like, honestly, way too much effort. And now I feel like for the most part, I have fucking nothing to talk about when I'm recording. And it's just all coming to me way easier than usual. So that's good. But yeah, like I said, episode 24 of Hildy's Hot Takes is coming into your ears right fucking now. Very first thing I'm going to talk about, huge announcement out of the Hilderman front here. The big rig, the real Rod Hildy is coming to Tulsa. He is currently en route, making the trek with his new girlfriend. Yes, people, Rod the Bod Hilderman is coming to visit Tulsa. He's going to get here tomorrow night. We play Thursday, Friday, Sunday this weekend, and we play Thursday, Friday, Sunday next weekend as well, all at home. So he's staying for the full 12 days, I think, or whatever. And he's going to be taking in six games, six home games, all at the BOK Center here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And for those of you who don't know, that's pretty significant in my life that Rod uh, is able to come uh, watch me play because, you know, just with me playing in Penticton when I was 16, that was, uh, you know, a couple flights over or like a, a 25 hour, 30 hour drive to Penticton. And that was in Fargo, which was a little closer. And he came to see me play a couple times there. Uh, and then I was in Minnesota, which was far and a border. And, you know, he's running a business. My parents are running a business. They, they got a lot going on. It was just tough for them to get down. And so my, my parents and, and Rod specifically, since he's coming this weekend, He's probably seen me play six games live over the past six years since I was 18. So uh, it's going to be super fun for him. I know he's pumped. I'm pumped to see him and get to spend some time with him because, you know, I usually only only get to see him a very limited, limited time throughout the year as it is. So any extra time that I get to see the big Rodney uh, is a good time. Uh, he's getting a little old, getting up there. You know, we're, we're, we're making the days count. That's for sure. So that's big news. Out of my front there, going into these next two weeks of games. Um, the Thursday, Friday, Sunday weekends are tough. Like that Saturday off is just, it's a tease. It's really a tease. You wish you just went three and three Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you, you, you got that Saturday night to, to have some fun because Sunday is just a whole different vibe after the game. It's not like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like, okay, like, where are we going? Like, we got to do something since we just played. Uh, we've been winning on Sundays, so not going to get into the hockey stuff really much here. Um, Thanksgiving was last week. Um, 
there's always some conflicting opinions about Thanksgiving. I feel like you hear a, a lot of people saying that the meal is not that great and stuff like that. And those people really at the end of the day are fucking morons because, because it, the meal is amazing. Um, for an elite athlete like me, uh, I'm sure you know at this point, uh, you know, I've really been dialing in my, my diet over the past 16, 12 months. You know, I'm just trying to get better every day. You know, I'm not perfect. I'll never admit to be perfect with the diet. You know, I've, I've moments of weakness and, and stupid stupidity when it comes to that stuff too. But, but think there's a few days of the year where you could just fucking blow your brains out with food. And Thanksgiving is one of those days. And we, some of the guys on the team are lucky enough to be invited to, to a fan's place that they were nice enough to, to put on a nice meal for us. So we gathered like 10 or 12 of us and, and kind of ate all these people food and they were super nice. So shout out to them, I guess as well. Uh, that was a tasty meal. They had all the works. They had a uh, ton of stuff on the smoker, like more than your usual turkey. Um, I hammered a huge plate of meat and then uh, hammered a huge plate of carbs. And then I hammered a huge plate of desserts. And one of the, someone there made a banana cream pie. Like, I don't even know what it was. It was like, a, a uh, it wasn't a full pie. It was like a, a sheet pan. It was one of the best banana cream desserts I've ever had in my life. And I'm not kidding when I say I think banana cream pie might be my absolute favorite dessert. And that might be behind cheesecake. I think maybe next episode I might have to do a top 10 or top five desserts. Uh, maybe Chrissy Isles will, will get me some a nice thing of cheesecake if I say that cheesecake's my number one dessert. But we'll see. Um, moving on from Thanksgiving. Uh, I wasn't. Like I said, I don't even know what the hell I'm going to talk about on these episodes anymore, but I was giving a couple of my boys, uh, Alex Gilmore and Jack Doremus, a uh, little ride home from the rink today. Those guys are fucking beauties. They live together. They're like dumb and dumber. Like it's hilarious how they interact with each other. You could put it on a National Geographic episode or something, but nonetheless, they were reading uh, Carlo Koliakovo and Mark Method, Method, uh have a little conversation on Twitter and uh, Carlo Koliakovo for some reason tweeted, I can't believe how massively underpaid NHL hockey players are compared to the money that these other sports leagues are throwing at players. And Mark Mathot said, it'll never compete with ball sports. Anybody can pick up a ball and go play outside, buying skates and equipment, booking ice time. How much does it cost your average AAA player per year to play? 15K or more? Which I don't even know, Mark, and thought, what is that argument to how much underpaid NHL players are being with how much, how expensive it is to play? Like, I just don't understand how that even correlates whatsoever. And Carlo Koliakovo said, I'm just amazed at the gap between the highest, played, play, highest paid players in each league. That's insanity. Said NFL, Mahomes, 45 million. Curry, 45 million. MLB. Move on here. If you've been listening in the first 10 minutes and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Bear with me. I'm really about to dive into something really important here. So I got this book called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter and read it. Just read it. Drop whatever you are doing right now and buy it off Amazon or do whatever. Go to the library and rent that. I don't know. It's a brand new book. Like all like the stuff about the pandemics in there. It's unreal. Okay. And it's just about the modern world 
and how everyday human conveniences are eroding our understanding of what it actually means to be human. And I'm just going to relate it to myself and my personal journey from like literally a year ago when I was so depressed, I couldn't even skate on the ice without like slipping into a crying fit. Like it was bad. And I look back on that, like, what was I doing? But I just didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand what was happening in my body. I didn't understand physiology or, or anything, how to make myself feel better. I was just like, why is this happening to me? So I've been doing a bunch of shit, grounding, sunlight, you know, I've been looking into like, uh, natural methods of healing, um, fucking red light therapy, like meditating, um, like grounding is a huge one. I do it all the time. Cold therapy, cold uh, exposure, heat exposure, sauna exposure, a shit ton of shit that I've been doing for myself. That's been making me feel fucking elite and abundant and just living a way, 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 way better and more fuller life than I was living a year ago when like 16 months ago, I thought I had, I had it all figured out. And all this shit I do, like the guys on my team th- think I'm a weirdo, the breathing stuff, the, the grounding, the cold. Um, you're weird. I, I remember being in a camp sack, going out in the cold, walking in the cold. And people are like, who's this weirdo? And all this stuff, this weird stuff. It's like, fuck you. All right. I'm not weird. Okay. You want to hear something? You want to hear something? You want to hear something? Okay. Thanks to modern medicine. Yeah. The average person is living longer than ever. Okay. But we're all living in in shitty health. Lifespan might be up, but health span is down. Okay. This is from the book, The Comfort Crisis. This is on page 18 right at the start, just to let everybody know what the hell is going on. 32% of Americans are overweight and 38% are obese. 38% of Americans are obese. 8% of the latter classify as extremely obese. So we'll round that up to 10, uh, 370 million. Um, 37 million people in America are, are extremely obese. That's a collective 70% of us too heavy. Nearly a third of Americans have diabetes. More than 40 million Americans have mobility problems that hinder them from getting from point A to point B. Heart disease kills 25% of us. Um, people are also suffering more and more from diseases of despair, depression, anxiety, addiction, suicide, overdose deaths, the last two decades are up three times. The average American is now more likely to kill themselves than ever before. Evidence suggests that suicide didn't happen throughout nearly all of human history. This is fucking crazy people. All this stuff that has happening to the world, how unhealthy everyone is and how we're all just taking drugs. Okay. Comfort and conveniences are great but they haven't always moved the ball downfield and the most important metric, happy, healthy years. Okay. So that's what all this book is about. Okay. It's about getting out and doing challenging things. It's about challenging yourself. It's about just making your life a little harder on purpose. So you don't fall into this bullshit. I don't even know really where I'm going with this. You have to read this book, the comfort crisis by Michael Easter. It's the best book. I ever read and I recently just got into the the book reading game, but like this shit needs to be in college curriculums, high school curriculums. It needs to be mandatory for everyone to read because it's so 
fucking crazy how far away we have gotten from actually being a human being. And what I wanted to say here is that all you dumb shits that I think I'm so weird and so if that is normal, those statistics I was statistics I was just reading you, if that is normal, why the hell would you want to be normal? Why the hell would you see what's happening in this world and not want to further yourself from that as much as you possibly can? Screaming and running away from that, from all that unhealthiness. Um, I just can't wrap my head around it. So people, please start learning, start understanding the body, start getting out and doing things that are hard on purpose, not because you just want to sit on your freaking couch all day and watch Netflix in your 72 degree house. And then you go to your 72 degree car and you say your 72 degree work. It's not how we evolved. It's just not how we're supposed to live. And when you see all this shit going on, I went through it. I have, I've seen people close to me going through it and it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to, to, to break through from the mold because everything I do is hard. There's a lot of shit going on, but you got to do it. You owe it to yourself so that when you're 70 or 50 or 60, you're not hooked up to a machine. You're not stuck taking this one pill that makes you feel like shit all the time. I feel super passionate about this and this book was amazing and fuck just want everybody to be happy and healthy. The people I love, the people I care about and this isn't like a one trick pony. All this, this stuff that I'm doing is like only good for me. Like anybody that does this stuff that decides to dive into the nature stuff, the fucking, um, all this health and wellness stuff, it will work. I promise you. Oh my God. How was it already 3.52? Where the fuck do the days go? God, we practice at 10.30. I don't get out of the ring till like 2. Oh, okay, I got one more topic and then I got to go ball out at the gym. I've been putting a lot of solo work in at, at, the, at the health club there. I'm just playing basketball and stuff. Oh my God, I just got a hot flash. I was fired up about that last topic. Anyway... Uh, the standings don't look like this. The pairwise standings don't look like this anymore. Um, after this last weekend of college hockey, but, um, don't look now, don't look now, but Minnesota Duluth, the Bulldogs, they are number one in the country in the pairwise. And just last weekend, they're number one in the polls. Nothing new there for the dogs. Burlo has got the flag, the number one flag flying high. Dogs are number one. I'm going to go about that until they're not. But like I was just talking to my buddy, Jade Miller, uh, number one in the polls in December means pretty much jack shit, especially when you're Minnesota Duluth. We don't play to be number one in December. We play to be number one in April. Okay. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the NCHC and how much better of a league it is than the rest of the leagues fucking combined. Okay. Took a screenshot of this. Ready? NCHC teams, Minnesota Duluth one, North Dakota Two, Western Michigan, four, Denver, seven, St. Cloud, nine, Omaha, 10. That is six out of the eight NCAC teams in the top 10 of the country. Six leagues in the same league in the country from the same league. That was a mumble jumble. But here's the thing. The NCAC is the best college hockey conference in 
the fucking country, okay? And it is not even close, okay? The Big Ten, fine. They got some good players, but they don't have that many good teams. Um, that's pre- basically the rest of the league. They have like a couple of good teams and some good players on some bad teams. And the NCHC, if you follow college hockey, I'll put it this way. If you actually follow college hockey and you've been in it and you understand the nooks and crannies and all this shit, and you look me in the eyes and you say that any other league other than the NCHC is the best league in the country, I'm sorry, but you are a moron. A moron. Because there is no logical argument. They have the best teams every year. You could take all eight teams and put them in the tournament and they would all do good. Because, But it just doesn't happen because if, if six teams are in the top ten, then obviously, inevitably, there's two teams that are going to be getting kicked by the top six teams. And that's how it always works. Like when I was playing there, I, I like, you feel sorry for the teams that are in the NCAC that are lower because you play them. And they're like, what? Like when we would play like Miami or like CC sometimes, and they were like seventh or eighth in the NCHC, like last or second last. And um, probably like 45th to 40th in the country in, in the pairwise standings. Um, and they're way better, way better. Like they're way harder games to play than sometimes when you're playing out of conference team, that's like 10th in the country or, or top 20 in the country, because it's just way better hockey. And that's the, that's the extent of the rant I'm going to go on there. Um, that's the end of episode 24 at the end of the day, this one probably wasn't very funny, but fuck it. I don't care. I had to get some things off my chest. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just a podcast. It doesn't have to be a funny one. It doesn't have to be a, a serious one. It doesn't even have to be a jokester one. It's just a podcast. Any expectations you have for this podcast are simply a fucking illusion that you've created in your head. So if I didn't live up to them, fuck you. Okay, we'll see you next week.